0: Hi, right, I'm Mark Laming, and you're listening to 11 o'clock comics. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs>
1: oh, that sound effect
0: that crawl needs beginning of every movie. Yeah. <laughs>
1: that's it, that's literally the Ranko Monster. Burping and farting. Jason.
0: Oy, oy.
1: Good to have you back, Jason. Was I gone? Uh, two weeks ago. Burp. Yeah, I've
0: been back since
1: then. And, and, got and I am <laughs> just reiterating <laughs> how much <laughs> I've missed you. It's
2: okay. <laughs> you, you're actually speaking to me sooner again than you normally would it's true it's only it's and only, it's only been
0: five days I'm, and then but it's going to be forever now because it's yes. true
1: Shh, don't yeah. tell,
2: tap you can't tell people that because we're not going to no one's going to listen next week yeah, that's not true
1: i i have predicted who you're going to be this week and i'm going to see if it will come true oh okay? I
0: have. yeah okay go
1: ahead oh you guys got guesses yeah okay all right I do have someone in mind, and I'm not going to change it, so we'll see if you want All to right, it. all right. Hey, everybody. It's 11 o'clock, comics. Are you sitting down? Episode 850. Wow. Damn. Yes. From a galaxy far, far away, and I am Vince B. Whew.
0: You are Vince B. I am David A. Price. Indeed you are, and
2: I'm going to kill a bitch because I'm BT1. Mm, nope. Uh-uh. nope. 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 I failed, I lost. I failed. I I failed, failed. too. Who did you guys think I was going to be? Tucker Carlson.
0: Oh, my God. No, God. I did oh, no, not what? think that. Jesus. I was, no, what? I, I thought it
2: oh, was God. <laughs> That's ridiculous. I mean, might have been Don was, Lemon. I might have been Don right. Lemon. If we, yeah, but wouldn't that be
1: funny if you were Tucker? No. No, no, no it's not funny. There's nothing no, funny about that. My God, no. Oh, oh, boy. Well, I'm just going to go pff, hit myself in the head. <laughs> yeah, you oh, should have.
0: Who did, who did you think, Dap? Oh, Boop.
1: Oh jeez! Oh boop, new boop.
2: Why well, I was originally like when I when I read the book of the month a couple days ago I was going to be black chrysanthemum but then I realized I was once already black chrysanthemum, so nice. Couldn't do that again. This co-create co-created by our buddy Mark Leeming, by the way.
1: Yes, this is true. Right, right, mm-hmm. right. Um, this mess, as usual, is brought to you by Cheap. Graphicnovels.com. you want that star wars goodness well you go to cheapgraphicnovels.com because you will pay much less than uh even amazon it's crazy stretch your comic book dollars as far as it can go you get the maximum impact and inevitably when you place an order because you'll look around and say holy cow this stuff is cheap you'll place an order and you'll get an order confirmation an email. They won't call you. You'll get an email. Uh, what you want to do is you're going to reply to that email and say, Max and company, guess what? I was referred to you by 11 o'clock comics. And then you will get, you will receive a free shipping credit for your second order. Do you know what that means? Seriously, sit down and think about that. Do you know what that means? That means you can order truckloads of book and not have to pay shipping. You, you're holding the cards. Go there, save money, get yourself some free shipping. Cheapgraphicnovels.com They got everything. There I is. just ordered some stuff yesterday. Look at you. Yep. Did you're I, a machine. Goes you're, back you're,
0: out. Yeah, you're
2: a
1: cheap GN machine. I am. Well, um, I wanted to make sure... I See, when you put something on your wish list at cheapgraphicnovels.com, when it be, when it comes into, in stock, you'll get an email saying, my dude, that thing you wanted is in. And the new incarnation of Monty Beauchamp's Blab is in. And I was like, oh shit, I want this. So I better order it now because chances are real good Max isn't getting a thousand copies of this thing. So I ordered it and I also added a Nick and Dent uh Meta Baron's volume 2. How awesome is that? Barry. Yeah. The new Meta Baron stuff, not the not the uh the, the classic stuff. But anyway, cheapgraphicnovels.com do it. I have alcohol. Do you want me to tell you about it? I wish you would. I love when you guys forget that this is audio, and you're just like you don't say anything. Um, you don't see me that in my head. I am drinking from Beer Tree Brew, which is uh, in Johnson City, New York. And if you want to learn more about them, you can go to beertreebrew.com. This thing is called Visual Fantasy. I thought it was appropriate for this episode. It's a 16 ounce can of triple New England style IPA, 10.8% alcohol by volume. And I have two of them. So you know what that means. Things are going to descend very quickly.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, there you go.
1: go. Yes. Visual Fantasy from uh, Beer Tree Brew. Uh, Long story short... I know someone who just opened a salon in Johnson City. And every time they go down, they bring me back Beer Tree Brew Beer. It's okay. a very, very good. And the cans are striking visually. So Word of not can't, can't go wrong. You can't. All right, Tucker. What are you drinking?
2: Oh, boy. <laughs> it's going to get old quick. Right. Uh,
1: as things uh, tend to do.
2: Yeah. I'm drinking coffee and water
1: okay i said it once that's not old like twice three times maybe old once is not three old. times a lady three uh, time a lady
0: go ahead When, one um uh a quick aside um Ooh. that blab is coming in the uh in my next box from uh so we'll, we we can we can discuss it, I, never I it's
1: it. not something we're going to read lickety split. There are text no, no, there are text no, pages fine. in it because you, know, you got the the Dark Horse Advanced Solicit PDF, right? You should have.
0: I probably did, but I didn't. Uh, I don't think I downloaded that one.
1: Oh well, it's wonderful. Uh, okay. Which is another reason why I kicked myself in the ass and said you need to jump on this right now because you don't want to miss this.
0: Yeah, I do remember. Um, I do remember ordering when I saw it in the solicit so I'm, i and I just double checked and it's 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 in the box that with everything else that looks like it came out it's in with the next Furry Freak Brothers and Yeah. Yeah, so um
1: okay. so here's the deal. Uh it's nice that Monty is returning to the original form factor and not the fucking giant twelve by twelve you know, album size, which they, I mean, they were nice. Those books were nice, but where do you put them? How do you store them? Right. The average shelf is not going to accompany or accommodate a 12 by 12 book. Like that's a nice size book. And then there was a bunch of them. So, I mean, I'm grateful that they did publish them in that size for a while, but now I'm extra happy that it's going back to a more manageable pre album size blab. And uh I did scan the contents, and it's awesome, wonderful so we're gonna we'll do that We'll go down on that
0: okay uh i am I decided to um go with wine this evening hmm. I, I, I I didn't think Vince wasn't going to so uh this is uh something new. I haven't had it before, and it definitely won't be the last time, and I'm having it in my lovely best fucking neighbor. <gasps> wine glass that was given to us by uh, a set given to us by our next-door neighbors, because we are best fucking neighbors, and it is uh, Connoisseur. Uh, it's 2020 from Chile. It's a blend Cabernet Sauvignon, Syrah, and uh, Carmenere, and it is really, it is, it's it's dangerously good, and it's not, nice. it's not expensive, and uh, it's I seriously looked at with this. I, I I cracked it open yesterday to have with dinner and I my eyes popped because I just it's been a minute since a wine a new wine hit me like this and, and I can't wait to get more.
1: It's like you saw titties. It is for the first time, right? Right? Not for the first time. <laughs> you silly <laughs> Okay everybody we said it on the intro but I'm gonna reiterate this is our book of the month episode. Yes, the book of the month. Uh, what is this book of the month about? Well, if you're a new listener, you probably have that question, um, and I will answer it. Every month, we spotlight a single work uh, as voted upon. It's a sort of voting when you suggest something. <laughs> um, our, like, yes. No, it is. Uh, see, our, our, our patrons, we have a patron, uh, patreon.com forward slash 11 o'clock comics. Every month, we... we Ask them, hey, buddies and, and budettes, what should we read? And they say, well, this or this or that. Some some people are, are reasonable and and, and suggest um, works under 700 pages, but other people are like, no, I want you to read the whole clone saga. Read that thing yeah. and talk about it, which would be fun, but we can't do it in a month. Like, that's just – it's not feasible. We'd have to start it and have it as an ongoing thing. But anyway, every month we spotlight one thing, one book, and we go deep into it. Uh, and this episode we are going to be talking about Star Wars, Dr. Afra, Volume One, Afra. It's like a proctologist's office up in here with all these colons, which is written by Kieran Gillen, illustrated by the great Kev Walker, and a smidge of Salvador La Roca with inks by Kev Walker and Mark Deering. Color art by Antonio Fabella and Edgar Delgado. And who published it? Marvel did. Marvel published this. Okay. So uh, it contains the first six issues of the ongoing Dr. Afra series. From well, the, 2016. Uh, the, the,
0: the 2016, I think that ended at the 40th issue and there's a new volume now. It's crazy. The current version is is a new yeah
1: it's I I, I it's Marvel so of course they renumbered right yeah right but uh, Jason
2: Vincent yes you have a job well, I do <laughs> um when was the first time that you read this Vince
1: this week
3: look at you uh,
1: yeah I have n- had no exposure. To Doctor Afra, I knew. I mean, Tony's talked about the the series and the character uh, a good amount, but I've never read a, uh, heretofore. I've never read a single story with Doctor Afra or any of her associates. Okay, how about you, Deb?
0: Uh, I'm familiar with the character from when Marvel got the license back and uh, and and she made her appearance and dealing with Vader, which they tease at the start of this book uh so i'm familiar with the character but their ongoing series or or, or, or their series in general uh no this was the first time i read these six issues it was this past weekend i am
2: exactly in the same camp as dap i read the i read her first appearance and i guess the first two arcs for her in kieran gillen's darth vader when it was coming out and um and then, as as I learned this week, like you two did, this picks up immediately after her character's arc ends in Darth Vader. So, which would makes sense because I guess it, this started probably what like about a year after Darth Vader, and this was all part of Marvel got the Star Wars license back, and they did a, a, I think you know, I, I, this. I don't want to get ahead of myself, but but in 2016 they relaunched the Star Wars universe, and uh, it was really well received. Um, all the books were really well received at the time, as I recall. And I definitely, we read Darth Vader. Um, but for some reason, and I don't have a good reason why I, I stopped reading Darth Vader. Uh, maybe, maybe Karen Gillan like left the book or something. I don't remember why. And then, yeah, I never read this book. I never. And then next thing I know, like, what do we have? Probably 70, 80 issues of her now and between the two volumes, which is a pretty health, healthy run for a character right like that's there aren't too many new characters that get eighty you know plus pushing a hundred issues and and go and still going i mean so she must be continue to be pretty popular nearly a decade later
1: yeah not um, a very likable character <laughs> yeah, i mean it's, it, well, i get it i mean even pairing her with a wookie the the analog to um Han Solo is very apparent. You yeah, know, like in, she's, in a
2: way, this is almost set up like a uh, like a mirrorverse version of 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 that whole trope, right? Exactly, because you yeah. you have her is there like it's her, it's a Wookiee, and it's two droids, which happen to be an astromech and a protocol droid. Um, but they're
1: Bachi? all
0: what's that? Do you speak Bachi?
1: <laughs> nice yes mm-hmm. that's what what, what that, that's what uncle that's owen asks 3po before you know, he buys them i him. was in the midst of something there. all right sorry go ahead go you sorry broke up my train of thought. i'm or, now, yeah your brain i broke it up okay
2: go Yeah. On. So what i'm saying is is they are all effectively evil versions of that they're morally corrupt yes or and or murderous versions of of the analogs that we loved. And I think that's probably part of the, the appeal from Jump, right? Mm-hmm. I mean,
3: yeah.
1: Um, for me, anyway. But yeah. see, here, I'm the odd man out because I didn't read any of that Darth Vader, Kieran Gillen stuff. You both need to tell me, all right, I know the basics. She faked her death. She once worked for Vader and now she's out on her own. How she survived the experience, I don't know. So, what was the deal? Like, how, what did she do for Vader?
2: Well, a, a lot I mean, like, so I don't so you didn't read any of the, the original Darth Vader?
1: no, because if uh, I no. remember correctly, Salvador La Roca was the artist on it. he was he yes. was. And Vader, yeah. And that's not gonna get me to read it, yeah, yeah. 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 no, I know
2: I, that, fair enough um Vader so Darth Vader and and all of the reboot take place um right after the OG films, and Vader. Is um not to say he's on the outs, but he's he's sort of like on double secret probation with the Emperor because everything that went down. Right. And uh, what's well, so I, I'm saying that wrong. It didn't. It takes place before Re- Return of the Jedi, obviously, but but like it takes place after the Death Star's blown up. Sure. And so Emperor's pissed off, and you know Vader understandably has to kind of like massage. But Vader wants um. He has some things he wants to get done, too, so he initially goes to Jabba the Hut and uh, and rolls him some uh, some shenanigans. But then, in in the early going of the book, he comes across uh, Afra and essentially enlists her because she's an archaeologist, but she's ethically. Loose archaeologist, and so he wants her to uh track down artifacts for him basically um
1: Sith or jedi that's, or both
2: uh it's a guy I, assume, I don't remember i don't remember if there was a distinction hmm, hmm. but um, i mean, I mean that in that's twenty sixteen so i don't i don't i don't remember exactly
1: right i I do like mm-hmm. how the mythology of the jedi uh play into this. These yeah, the six issues. Very much so. Yeah, I mean, she she was recruited
0: to to assist Vader. Um, when all that was done, he attempts to kill her. Uh, she betrays him to Palpatine. So, like Jason was saying, and, wow. and so so yeah, so so word was getting back to the Emperor what Vader was up to. Um, but uh, she does escape Vader. But he does think that he has killed her, so she's basically uh, got a second chance at, 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 at life as long as she stays away from Vader and he doesn't catch when that she's yeah. still alive. Has now, anyone, I'm assuming, by the I... way, that,
2: that that because this book has gone on for many years subsequent to the six? That, we just that read, he knows that. now. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, yeah. like, even in this in this arc, like people are like, oh. If you, if you don't do what I want, I'm going to tell, tell the Empire that you're still alive. You know, it's like, so It's like okay, I mean, it, clearly it's not going to take much for Vader to realize that she's still alive. I mean, I, I assume that happens
1: at some point. Has anyone other than Luke and Leia ever escaped Vader? I
2: don't know. And maybe she ne- maybe she doesn't. Maybe ultimately she doesn't. I don't know. But she does. I mean, because she makes it to well, this. Right, no, I'm saying she well, does well, initially, but. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah that's, that's, crazy. that's crazy. That's crazy. So she's resourceful and yeah. and or lucky right yeah and and in the in the
2: in the Darth Vader run when she's doing her thing, she meets and essentially partners up with the two droids uh triple zero and b t one
1: Where did they come from um well, like I don't what? know i don't know if, i i don't remember
2: where they' i don't remember like their history, but they're basically murder droids. They've been rewired to oh, be the okay. kind of opposite of, and, and they're 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 homicidal maniacs. Basically, they're like a mass murdering, like serial killing duo. Right, I got and that, just, but I was wondering
1: yeah, they, who did that.
2: Oh, who reprogrammed them? Was it the the the
1: Empire that did? The Imperial forces
2: did that? I don't think so. I don't I don't remember. If if honestly, again, I don't remember if because
1: if, if that was in, explained or in not. in the one panel, uh uh beat or triple zero recognizes uh an imperial interrogation droid so i'm i'm wondering if they were reprogrammed for that purpose like interrogation you know uh securing information stuff like that Uh, just plain killing (laughs) but uh yeah so
2: it looks like and i'm just on wikipedia so take i mean i I don't know yeah it looks like uh yeah triple zero was a protocol droid designed specifically for torture
1: (laughs) nice that's the appeal for me the fact that that they're they're nasty motherfuckers and they're black which is great i mean what says evil more than black i mean the color of the damn droid you know what i mean vader's all black it's a concept is what i'm saying so i think they're great and bt
2: one was an assassin droid created during the tarkin initiative which was a secret think tank Created obviously by Ramal Tarkin for uh, sort of, you know, black ops and and off the books crazy stuff. So he, you know, I guess like Doctor Mangala for Star Wars kind of right, thing. Like right, right, right. BT was a product of that. So
1: all right, so not so much backstory. I mean, you don't really have to know too no, much. No, no, she meets them,
2: and they, like I said, they they become fast friends, and you get a little taste of that in the in this arc where I think at the one point where Triple Zero says something like, "Well, as for as long as." I'm I'm entertained I'm entertained by being around her. So, and as long as that's the case, right, continues to be the case, I'm going to protect her. You know, he's I mean, they're very much complete murderous, amoral droids. So, again, I I, I haven't read much beyond well, I haven't read any Doctor Aphra beyond this, and we've got many, many, many issues subsequent. So, I don't know if she ever has a falling out with them, or they if they have to. I, I have no idea if they're yeah. still with her or what have you. But
1: I'd be very interested in reading the omnibus editions just mm-hmm. to get a big chunk of of this because i i am very enamored with the characters like uh, I, I even though afra is not very likable she attracts me for that reason mhm Yeah. Um, like she, I mean, we'll get to it, but she, she levels a gun at her father's head at one point in this book. (laughs) That, that's pretty hardcore. I mean, whether or not you really intended to do it is, is not the question, but you, you pointed a gun at your dad. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, like I love the droids. I think black, uh, chrysanthemum is great. Um, and, and it's neat that he purportedly sticks around because she owes him money, but I think it's more than that. Like, just from oh, these well, six issues.
0: I don't know. I mean, yeah, it, it, it can be more than that, but, you know...
1: He comes... The, the, I mean, he comes back, right? Does he?
0: Yeah. Or does she catch up with him?
1: He uh-huh.
3: Right?
2: Yeah. And, and obviously, Black Kersantan is much better and wider known because of his being a key part of uh, of the Boba Fett show in yes. Disney+. Plus.
1: See, I... What is that episode? Is that the Book of Boba Fett? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen that. Oh. oh, did I thought you did? No, no, no. I watched. Um, so you um, just been watching Mandalorian, Mandalorian, a- yeah. But I, I heard not so great things about the Book of Boba I
0: mean, it's because yes, if you compare it to the Mandalorian, yes, it's 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 a weaker show. The story isn't that gripping, and 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 parts of it can go on a little long. But it's still, it's listen. I mean, for me, and I, I am way more easy going with this than than most people but i mean it's still it's still a show set in the star wars universe so even if i i wouldn't consider it a waste of time but i can see why people wouldn't be so thrilled with it especially after two awesome seasons of the mandalorian
1: right right um w- but but the thing that i love about the star wars uh shows is that um i'm watching bad batch now okay and the, I still have to start that. And the fact that the alright, the character that uh Ming Na Wen plays in Book of Boba Fett and Mandalorian, mm-hmm. she's in the freaking bad batch. Okay. That's crazy. Yes, it is. Like, she's animated in that, but mm-hmm. she's live action in right. Book of Boba. Like, I love how cohesive they're making oh, all, yeah. all of these shows.
2: Yeah. Yeah, well, it's credit because, I mean, they have Filoni doing the showrunner, right? So he's, Fil- Filoni's, he, he 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 was the showrunner for all the cartoons. So. The
1: um, Shand, the, the, she plays the, Fennec Shand. Fennec Shand, yes. Yeah. Um, and
0: she's the, uh The alien pilot from uh, a couple weeks back, during one of the, not the I'll call it a filler episode just because you know what I mean. But when, when Tav is at the... Um, at the bar when when he realizes that you know Gideon may not have made it for to trial that alien at the bar is is you know wishing him good luck or kind of just blowing him off that that that's a character from the Clone Wars cartoon isn't it
1: yeah but you know where that design comes from that's Ralph McQuarrie's original design for Chewbacca
0: for Chewbacca yes that's
1: yeah okay All right, because I saw it. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, this is the Macquarie Chewbacca, and it's like they're like, nah, that's the character from blah blah. And I was like, nah, that man, that yeah, okay, it may it may be that, but that's Macquarie's original design. Mm -hmm. It's but it's just mind boggling how good these stuff. All right, I got to say, nothing's gonna beat Andor quickly. I'm I'm with Jay Tomio on that. I think Andor is the pinnacle of Star Wars shows. It's gonna be tough to beat it. But they're all really good. Like, there's not really a a, a, a stinker in the bunch. The Obi Wan thing was really good. I think it they're all good. yeah, they're yeah. fun. But anyway, we're getting carried away in a different direction because we did gather here to talk about Doctor Afra. Yes. Okay. Uh, the, the the first issue opens. And it, we're, we're in a place called the Cosmetonic Steps, which is a really cool way of, uh, saying that, uh, we're on a planet that is, uh, it's like a magic shell. It's a gas giant, but it has, uh, uh, a mantle surrounding the, the, the gas giant. And, uh, this, this young man named, um, Ublik Tan, he's trying to get out of this uh, situation with an artifact. This opening scene reminded me; I got uh, like a déjà vu with Rey going into the crashed uh, star destroyer in the beginning of Force Awakens. It's hmm. it, it's all it's like beat for beat almost. It's very close, but. Not, because she's stealing parts, she's looting parts, he's looking for a, uh, an artifact, and unfortunately he finds the artifact and is summarily killed by yeah. Dr. Afra. Now, she passes it off by saying he b- betrayed her, um, and she lived to tell the tale, and then she betrayed him, and he didn't live. But she flat out kills him. And takes the artifact that I think is a great opening scene because it tells you a lot about the character of dr afra she's smiling after she fucking plugged him she's it 's right there she 's smiling oh yeah yeah um and and then you know we're introduced to the gang uh the droids b t one and triple zero. Uh, Black uh, Chrysanthemum, the Wookiee. Afra's ship is called the Archangel Two. And here's the deal: Afra borrowed a good amount of money from the syndicate to pay for her ship. And in the first, you see again with the Han Solo analogs. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, uh, a syndicate man named Sutath comes uh, along with a pair of uh, gigorans and he comes to collect with Afra Os and she does the old Han Solo song and dance yeah i'm going to get your money just uh, you know um, just hang on and so the the, the they beat the, the the crap out of her a little bit and that's when Chrysanthemum, uh you know uh, growls <laughs> when a wookiee growls you back up right um and he makes uh Really short work of the Gogorins. It's just a hint at what we've uh, we're yet to see from this character. Uh, it's incredibly powerful character. Now, my question is: If he showed up in the Book of Boba Fett, did Laming get a, any like a kickback or anything for that?
2: I don't know how that works.
1: Huh? Well, let's hope yeah. so. But the thing yeah. is. And the really cool scene again—it's—it's it's all character development in the first issue, because after the confrontation with uh, Sutath, Triple Zero is like, yeah, "Yeah, I'm just gonna go. Uh, I'm just gonna go have a smoke or something." But what he really does is he follows Sutath to a to a bar. And I had a laugh when uh Sutath backs up from the bar and he goes, Yeah, I gotta go feed the Sarlac. <laughs> <laughs> yep. that, that is so cute. <laughs> uh, and he goes into the bathroom and um triple zero kills him. His 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 fingers uh from his finger protrudes uh a hypodermic and he injects him with a neurotoxin to make it look like uh, Sue died of natural causes. Like he's older, so it's gonna look like a heart attack, but triple zero, just they, he killed him. He flat out killed him. So that to me was like, all right, you do not mess with these droids. They are, they're, they mean business, right? Um, but the problem is see, Afra thinks that she hit the big time with this, this artifact and she probably would have had her status as an archaeologist not been revoked see um well she kind of faked her <laughs> th- doctoral thesis she she thought she was on the right track and she she did the research and she was doing the you know going th- through the paces to to achieve to to prove her thesis but when she got to the place where she thought her thesis would be proven uh nothing was there so she kind of blackmailed her uh her professor uh his name is Sava Nix. um she falsified uh, and fabricated not to mention blackmailed the guy uh in order to secure her doc- doctorate he was um quote studying this very dangerous but uh dormant organism called the aberson symbiotes and uh, you know contraband you 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 cannot have these things um so she behind the scenes she stuck. she didn't trust her professor and he didn't like her she didn't like him he was out for her she was out for him um she stole the symbiotes and she planted them at the site of her original thesis and when uh they were revealed uh, he basically couldn't say anything because she would just unload to the authorities that, uh, yeah, well, he had them. So he and then he died. Um, so the the not only was that the bad thing that the information got released, that she had uh, connived her way to a doctorate. But the person that was doing the revealing was her very own father
2: pappy teaching his kid a lesson. Yep. Not cool, dad. Um yeah, but the thing is is like
1: Aww.
2: he's not even doing it for good reasons.
1: No, he's he's chasing like, he's, a, a, like
2: at first like oh, it's just a dad trying to teach his kid to be an upstanding person, but nope, he's just doing it basically because he needs her help.
1: Yeah. And he also has a bit of a, a self-serving air where he just wants to prove that he was right uh, all these years because uh there's there's some backstory nuggets that are that are sprinkled through this um his wife had left him because of his devotion to this this uh conspiracy theory that he had subscribed to and and he wasn't a great father because he was always chasing leads to prove that the thing he believed was correct so uh afra basically had a fend for herself uh for a good chunk of her life not a great you know family situation um, and then, in the end of the first issue, you get Salvador LaRocca that comes in and, yeah. and just, like, shits the bed and tries to... We can't have, we can't have Yeah. Yeah. It's bad. It's just bad. It's un, it's un, it un, is. It's uninspired, lackluster... I'd rather have a text piece. Me, exactly. Mediocre mark-making. Sorry, yep.
2: Salvador. No, it is. It is. And it's a shame because it's important backstory. Well, at least it's, it, it is it is yeah, a back yeah, backstory to her and...
1: I would, I would much rather pad out the run to eight issues, and and have Kev Walker illustrate that, like in yeah. be, in between, or or just lead with that. But I think the first issue is is pretty perfect, in the fact like the the, the Kev Walker story is pretty perfect. It gives you everything you need to know about these characters to propel you through whatever story gillen's telling there's action there's intrigue it has ties to the past of star wars it has uh, you know star wars future in the very fact that it's a character that is quote new unquote but no i thought the first issue was great and then you get to this la thing and it's just like this ugly speed bump that just yeah it gives you data on, on what she did to to secure her doctorate but um, it's like clog dancing. It's <laughs> you know, it's it's really it's not good on the eyes or the ears. So whatever. Yeah. So what did you guys think of the first issue? Did it did it did it pull you in? Did it work its magic? It's, I mean, I was entranced with the first issue.
2: Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, I, I I was. I mean, I guess I benefited in, in in some way in that I already knew the character and knew the backstory a bit, so like I didn't, I, I can't quite judge as well as you might in terms of how abrupt it might have felt to just have her and her posse all together or if you just had to accept that. I mean, I I remembered, at least vaguely, them meeting up and getting together and, you know, I remember when the droids hooked up with her and then when Anton when she hired Anton and a bunch of the other bounty hunters um, from movies like Bosk to, to a mission for her, a heist with her, and then and that's why that's why she owes him money because it didn't go well and, um. But yeah, so so like I I was sort of I felt like a I felt pretty comfortable stepping into the world, um, from jump, and I really thought that they t- captured the fun of the because Kieran Gillen when he created her, um, I mean he specifically created her in Darth Vader because Medic foil to Vader because Vader is just all business right he doesn't crack jokes he's just there's he's just a a, a bump in you know in terms of a from a from a uh a literary perspective he's he's a badass but but he just there's there's no brev there's no levity to his right to him ever he's just f- fully serious all the time yeah and so gillen wanted something to cut the cut through that um and and that's how he came up with the character he wanted someone that could be vader's uh foil and and um but i think that he also said that when he when he created her he he just he very much said, "I want to create a uh, a morally corrupt version of Indiana Jones. I think that would be fun." And and so I love that the first issue opens the way it does because to me, like it reminded you of 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 the the Ray thing, and I see that. But for me, it reminded me of Indiana Jones when Indy steals the artifact and then he barely escapes with his life, and you know dudes are waiting for him at the exit, ready to take the artifact from him yeah and i'm like oh okay i'm like this is so this is gillen given fully into the fact that he was uh essentially inspired by indiana jones to make to create her so in the first issue of her own book he 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 pays direct homage to that but uh yeah i liked it a lot and I, I i i think it's i think she's fun and spicy and you really didn't up until this point you, you never saw a a, a um a book where uh, where you had these these ethically challenged characters in the Star Wars universe, uh, all the the titular characters were pretty readily black or white, right? I mean, obviously most of them were just purely good, but then you had your Vader book, which was but there's no question that Vader's just evil, at least until you and all that you know younger Vader, but you get my point. Yeah, I liked it a lot, and I thought Kev Walker was great. I thought his art was great. It it the the guy that gets killed at the beginning looked just like. Uh, Agent, which I, I, I'm sure it was just coincidental, but I thought that would be neat if, if Kev Walker was like, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have Heath Houston killed by Aphra
1: um, So yeah. yeah, I like the fact that the uh, the the morality of these characters is kind of fluid. I like that a lot. Um, I uh, coming up, um, I always liked the Empire more than the Rebels. They had all the cool ships. And, and, mm-hmm. and, and the, you know, all the cool characters working with them or for them. But I have to laugh when you say Vader's a badass. I, I did, thanks to the prequels, I do not see that at all. Um, if all we had of Vader began with New Hope and ended with Return of the Jedi, yes, he would have been a badass. But the sure. shit that they laid down in the prequels, no. Yeah. Vader's just a well, petulant I, I, right. spoiled child
2: well i will say and 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 i totally understand where you're coming from with that based on the what you've seen of him but but i will say if if you ever do go back or are inspired from this to read the og vader stuff I will. um and, and i'm but like he is an absolute badass in that book and i think that's why the book is, has sustained its popularity is because gillen set out to make to show us the Rather than t- like in in the movies, we're kind of told he's a badass, right? Like like we don't like we don't we see him doing some shit, but we never really see him like wrecking shop. Like he doesn't ever like, right? But then subsequent to that, we've seen him in, as a badass in a lot of ways. We saw it in the in the Vader comic, and I presume we he's pres- that carries forward. I mean, the Vader comic's still going on, but again, I haven't read it in years. Um, you see it in the in the cartoons over the years as well. He he in the later cartoons he. He's very much a formidable there's there's plenty of, of parts of those where he fights uh against Jedi and, and and has his way with them. And then um, you know, and then in in, in the, the the live action shows we we obviously saw um you know him and and, and Obi Wan, you know, go at it. Uh, and and in that Vader is an absolute like total badass. I mean he wipes out just just inordinate number of people just with ease so we we've seen a lot of vader be a badass and and so that's why i say like i understand where you're coming from but but i mean it's you know in lore he is one of the deadliest sith of all time i mean that's certainly
1: certainly how he is
2: portrayed yes yes yes
1: that's why i think the seven eight and nine aren't as terrible i mean yes they are terrible but one of the things i think they got right was to fashion kylo ren as the petulant man-child that anakin was in the prequels that that resonates with me because um he's his grandson and he's he's a little he's a little pissy boy right and anakin is definitely that uh in 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 you know two and definitely three so I, you know, I, I like that. Like, I don't like. I'll watch seven, eight, and nine. I, I admit they're not great movies. Uh, visually, they look very good, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I, I'll watch them before Han, Leia, and Luke, mm-hmm. just because yeah. we get the end of their stories. And mm-hmm. when, when I mean, I lose it when Luke hands Leia the dice. I, I just lose it. Yeah, like that scene is ridiculously powerful um and and again when when they pulled the sheet over leia like that's crazy these are characters we grew up with sure um yeah and if you ever want to hate a character you have them kill han solo <laughs> like that's, <laughs> it, that's that's instant hate right uh but so i'm um, yeah
2: there's a rumor that he's uh about to be announced as reed richards
1: yeah oh yeah well that's okay whatever
2: yeah, uh, I think that'd be fun. He's an excellent actor. Right. I think he's, he's a an, good. Actor. He's an incredible actor. I mean, so I don't, I don't know about incredible. I think he's decent. Oh no, he's listen again. You can I'm not talking about his role as Kylo Ren, but he is. I mean, he's most of his career has been doing really well acclaimed dramatic work. I mean, uh, he's definitely got the chops to pull off any role. So
1: how, how do you um, mangle Natalie Portman? I mean, she's a very good actress, and how do you, how do you coax a shitty performance out of it. I her. have a different theory on that though. Because I don't disagree that
2: Natalie Portman has the bona fides. As she's done a lot of roles. She's won an Oscar. Like I don't dispute you, but I think she's got pretty much zero personality. Like I mean sure in Beautiful Girls and the Professional, you know, when she was a little girl, like yeah, she she had some some ingenue to her. But I mean, I think I think Black Swan's an absolute bore. I mean that's what she won the Oscar for. I I and I think that if you look at how how absolute one dimensional and un, and unemotional she is is in the Star Wars movies, she's the same way in the Thor movies. I, I, I think she I think she's one of those people that was like, oh, I'll take the paycheck because it's a big paycheck, but I really am above doing these films. Right. But I'm going to do them because it's a big paycheck. Like, and I could be totally wrong. Maybe she loved doing those films, and maybe she really thought. But like. I, I if to me she's as uninspired a character and an actress in the Thor movies. I, I it's one of the reason wow. I don't like the Thor movies. I think she is absolutely wooden and Well in, I was just gonna movies. say she's
1: she's very wooden in, in the prequels. Um she's just I, I know they love to call him mannequin Skywalker, but for my money, mm. Padme's the mannequin. Like she's just she's just window dressing. She's beautiful. I agree. But, yeah. I think she's window dressing as Jane Foster though. Well, I don't. I've, I've seen one Thor movie. Okay. So. Yeah. Uh, so on to issue two. Here's the deal with Dad. Um, he believes that there was, was an ancient order of offshoot Jedi called the Ordu Espectu. Um, and depending on who's telling the story, that's the neat part about this, that the mythology is so convoluted that there are factions that believe different things about these, this group. Um, and it's really nicely illustrated by Kev Walker because he basically uses the same page to illustrate the, the divergent opinions on this order aspect to. If you look at the, the first page, which is in blues, and, and, you know, ice blues and, and, and just pale colors. And then you look at the next page, which is in fiery reds and blacks. It's essentially the same page. Mm-hmm. The, the characters are posed the same way. There's even the same sound effects, like cut and pasted. Uh, but the, the, uh, the end game on both of these stories are very, very different. In, in, in one, uh, there's this character named Garn, um, uh, it's, uh, and and it's um, an like I said, an offshoot of the Jedi, the, which was presided over by this character called Rur R U um, R, and some say these Jedi were seeking immortality. Um, th- th- some call it a citadel. Some call it a fortress. This this convoluted backstory um is kinda neat, but uh basically all you need to know is there's different perspectives on the events before this Ordu aspect who they just blinked out of existence. Did they achieve immortality? Did they all die? Nobody knows. Um some paint them as heroes, others as villains. Uh and the father obviously is is looking to the more heroic uh spiritual side of this Jedi band and and uh, Afra's like, wait a minute, no, they they killed all the the, the Padawans. <laughs> These were not nice people, but um, so your money may vary. But the the point being that uh, Afra's dad bet the farm on his. Uh, ideas about these people to the point where his wife left him because he was obsessed he was consumed with 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 learning the the, the truth about the ordu aspectu and he lost his daughter in the process yeah it's, it's it was a bad scene uh, and, and he relates this story to his daughter saying you know um i, I kind of sort of need your help and she's like why the frig would i help you you weren't there for me he's like well you yeah, know well, maybe um there's a uh, a big bada boom weapon involved in this, and that was really neat. Uh, there's a third perspective, as as seen through the eyes of um, BT, that the the citadel was a giant, uh, astromech. <laughs> <I> <laughs> it's, it's kinda, yeah, it's kind of cool. <laughs> kind of neat. Um, so yeah, but uh, so Afra's like, all right. I'll tag along, you know, where are we going? And he's like, okay, here's the deal. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, did did we establish, I forget if you mentioned that she's
2: tagging along because he's basically saying, I can get you to be a doctor again if you do this for me. And she needs that because she can't sell the artifact. And she needs to sell the artifact because not only does she think it's worth a lot, but she has debts to the people that she got her ship from and to chrysanthemum and right. so she's got you know she's got she's she's an indebted person she owes a lot of people a lot of stuff yes
1: but he doesn't come out initially and says that like there's some coaxing involved right he, he's yeah, just right. like yeah you may find something along the way that can be very valuable blah 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 um so uh, afra aka boop which i think is a stupid name but um uh, you know <laughs> well, she kind
2: dad's nickname for his daughter it that's is silly. it is and i I've, i'm well, sure you have nicknames for your
1: daughters yeah i do i do that's what i'm saying but he he thinks the father thinks that um this temple of the Masasi will have valuable information uh leading to the 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 location of the citadel of Garn, but they have to get there. And she's like, all right, let's go. Where are we going? Ah, oh, you know, it's a it's it's a it's a a moon, a fourth moon around Yavin. It's called Yavin four. <laughs> and I'm like, holy holy shit. Right? The pla- <laughs> obviously because it was the location of the rebel base uh before it moved to Hoth. The place is crawling with Imperials. And we're introduced to Captain Tolvin. Now um, I'm going to pace myself because there was a section that comes up that got me I had the cold sweats because it made mm. me it made me giddy. Captain Tolvid intercepts a rebel transmission, in quotes. And they send out, a, you know, speeder bikes to scope it out. Uh, Chrysanthemum makes mincemeat out of the Imperial forces.
2: Yeah,
1: uh, it's ridiculous. The, the The one thing it was it was great. It's not. It, it was like a, war, a Rorschach thing. You know, I'm not locked in here with you. You're locked in here with me. Yeah, this is one of them things.
2: Yeah, he's a badass in the Boba Fett too. One of the better parts of the of that series.
1: You know, I like the uh, I don't know who made them. I think it's Play-School at one time made these uh Dominion, like super deformed Star Wars figures and play sets and and ships and stuff. And I swear I have a black Chrysanthemum figure. Did they make a figure out of it?
2: I know that there's a very nice um whatever the i forget Maybe what Hasbro calls their current yeah the black series yeah oh, yeah i don't know sure.
1: that no no um so Think uh, place, wh- because, i mean well when would
2: that have been because i mean he was created Long- in 2016
1: oh this is before that so it's not so yeah yeah it's not um while chrysanthemum is is making mincemeat of the imperial forces the droids entered this temple the, this temple of the Masasi, and they open the ventilation hatches, which allows Afra and Pops access. Um, Pops places some artifacts around Fifth Element style, and he obtains the coordinates of the Citadel of Ruur. Um, you know, it's it's this this cosmically aligned Bing bada boom with the crystals, and it points to a an area somewhere in space and. So, here's the part that got me stupid, giddy. Captain Tolvin, so so Afra and Pops and the gang, they make their way successfully out of Imperial clutches. So, Captain Tolvin has to report to her superiors that eh, they got away, but I have information. And in doing so, she's treated like shit by her superiors. So the deal is, Captain Tolvin was in charge of security detail on Edu under general tag. Edu is where the story ties to Rogue One, because it was the site of the Edu Energy Conversion Lab where Galen Erso tried to unlock the secrets of the Kyber crystals. Mm-hmm. And if you've, you've seen Rogue One, Galen is the father of Jin Erso, who, with Cassian Andor, made possible to transfer the Death Star schematics to the Rebel Alliance. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, holy shit, this has ch- there's tendrils going into freaking Rogue One, like, how better can this get, you know? Um, yeah. But she's, they, the, the guy freaking berates her. He's like, yeah, you fucked up under General Tag. He wouldn't be um, very forgiving about because you remember General Tag got freaking choked out by Vader, right? Um, so he wouldn't be very forgiving. Remember his memory, blah blah blah. You suck. And she's like, no, you know what? I'm not gonna tell you. I'm not gonna tell you. He, she doesn't share her findings on on uh, Afra and company, which is a boon to Afra, right? Because they eventually find the Citadel of Roar and unfortunately the place is littered with dead jedi but <laughs> it was great because you got all these dead jedi around and what does Aphra do well she she rifles the corpses for lightsabers it comes up on loot dude <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. like why not you know fuck it that's cold that's really cold
2: Dude, that's what you do. That's what she said. I mean, she's like, that's what a—that's um, what
1: an archaeologist really does. Is, and she's not wrong. It's true. But, I mean, Dab, did you get a Fifth Element feel, or is that just me, when he was placing those those crystals all over the place?
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Without the Leeloo.
0: I mean, hell, even the dude who had to go feed the sarlacc looks like something mobius would design so i mean oh yeah he, definitely yeah there was yeah, definite definitely
2: mobius vibes with that for sure yeah Agreed. yeah
1: no i really love kev walker i think he's great Absolutely. i mean
0: not only his magic Me too cards, man i, I he's yeah. one of the best things about the i mean it's only been one issue but i'm really happy that he's drawn the new guardians book. i was gonna say yeah i thank you Tappy, Is that good? like mines yep
1: you guys
2: mm-hmm. both read that yes of number one? Yeah.
1: this guy it looks like i didn't read it i didn't buy it but the cover, to me, looks like there's like a Western feel to it. Well, I was
2: going to say, that. I mean, uh, we're, I know we're, it's book of the month, so we don't want to go off on a tangent. But I, I, I really enjoyed the issue because they had – I mean, I, you you put Guardians of the Galaxy in a Western setting. I mean, okay. <laughs> I mean, you take my money. That's, it makes uh, sense. Know.
0: It's like it's weird yeah. that it took this long to happen.
2: Yeah. I mean, I love Westerns, and obviously we are, we're all fans of the Guardians. I, I was like, this is – Okay, you got me here. I'm not like I'm good. You but no, but you know Walker f- drawing the Guardians as as a as a as a, as, a, as a Old West crew. I'm I, like okay, I'm I'm here for it
1: for real. It is. There's a, yeah. Oh, I'm gonna maybe have to buy it.
2: Yeah. No, I don't know if that's sustained. I mean, this is they're kind of on a planet that's got that vibe, and and they're I don't I it could be there's very like it's very likely that that's that's over after the first issue. Because the planet that they're on in the beginning of the first issue, they're not on by the end of the first issue. Oh. Okay. So. Yeah. So again, I don't know that like that motif is going to be carried forward, but I was I was here for it for the.
1: Hmm. All right. Well. Um. So by now, I think we're we're what in, a, in issue five, right? Yeah. And so, um, Captain Tolvan follows, Afra and company to the Citadel of Ruur. The cool thing about the uh, citadel is that uh, there's a, a central it's like a wheel-like central s- spoke uh structure but the the spokes of this this wheel empty out into space so you can you can get fucked up very quickly at this this citadel um so the imperials attack and black uh and the droids abandon afra to see ya you know, and did, and, you know, they leave her and, and Pops to their fate. Um, there's this, this, they have to reboot the central computer to get information. And um, they do because Afra looted one of the crystals uh, prior to them arriving, uh, which leads us to the sixth issue and the page that totally lost me. I was loving it, enjoying every page of it, and then we get into that explanatory page in the sixth issue about the Ordu Aspectu, and I'm like, I don't care one whit about any of this. When, you know, the... They're talking about the, the the conflict between the Ordu and the Orthodox Jedi. And I got maybe about three sentences into it. And I'm like, I, I don't care about any of this. When you when you have to take a whole page to explain this convoluted backstory, you failed. You lost me. I'm done. I'm out. So from this Interesting. Page-
2: Didn't you think, though, that that was a, a logical thing, considering that the whole premise was that there were... No, there was there was so many different ways of interpreting the orders and whether they were benevolent so i mean
1: well I mean, I, regardless of what they actually were it's an info dump it's an mm-hmm. entire page of text and uh the the, the um it, it i know kieran gillen is a good writer because i've experienced his work firsthand but this page is not the product of a good writer it's the product of a sloppy writer that's trying to shore up everything in the last issue like take away the double page spread of this this citadel take away some of the giant battle uh panels and work this out like don't dump it all on me on one page I I honestly don't know what comes after this page because with this page I was done. I'm like fuck it. I'm not. Hmm. Reading. Uh, I'm not reading anymore.
0: I don't. I,
2: well, what I, about I, you, Dab? What do you think on that part? Did it Did it take you out of it? It didn't take me out of it. So it did
0: not take me out of it. Just because I I, and I keep reading just to see where where, where things connect. What the uh, what kind of cl- cl- what kind of resolution we're going to get? Like I figure it's it's part of the story. Yeah, I it's. It may have. I could see it being a roadblock, but um, no. I mean, I've 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 read worse pages than this.
1: At this point, I just stopped caring. I'm like, okay. And then and I just ha I, I, I went a little forward. You really
0: don't like her dad.
1: No, I went a little forward and I'm like, okay. I, I I read most of it and it was cool what happened with the crystal, that giant crystal, the the, the core of the computer that she pilfers as she's wont to do. She's an archaeologist and I I like the fact that, that her and um, Captain Tolvin uh, I mean, they didn't. They didn't um, part on good terms, but they didn't kill each other either, which was nice. And then we learned that, uh, which I thought was uh, a neat little flourish, but non-essential about Aphra's um, preference of partner. Like that was cute, you know. Mm-hmm. If not unnecessary, uh, no, I like the way it ended. And, and the fact that she took this crystal and and deposited it somewhere, but the fact that she deposited a fake and then took the real one to sell it like that was neat and in perfect tandem with the character. But this the, the whole um, the whole info dump thing just it just didn't didn't work for me. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was just a page, so. Mm-hmm. it's a page with like thirty thousand words on it
3: yeah
2: i mean she wields a lightsaber and then hijinks ensue i think that's pretty neat
1: oh that's it, like that is cool but that see the lightsaber sequence that is in keeping with what came before the 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 yeah. ordu aspectu thing was just that's the lever that that instigated the story like we didn't really we don't really need to know about this anything about this, this Jedi order or whatever, or what the calamities that befell them or the war that they engaged in, like who cares? The thing we care about is Dr. Afra, right? Or we should, because she's the masthead character. Um, you should be concerned whether she gets out of this alive or dead or, you know, does she best the Imperial forces? Do they capture her? Like that's valuable stuff. But the fact that this, these ancient long dead Jedi's fucked up, Who cares? that's that's irrelevant at this point and but he, he the gillen takes great pains in telling you every step of the way like stop it was just too much there was the teacher from peanuts like no i don't care to, to hear any of this maybe it's on me but i just thought like that page yeah i think it's definitely on
2: you i mean because you think about like you think about all like the the dark extended universe stuff i mean That stuff got deep into the lore, man. Like, it got pretty heavy sometimes. It
1: did in strings of issues. Don't you think that there's enough concept here on this one page to go like two, three issues, four issues, whatever? It's just, it's a lot of ideas. It's like, you know,
2: when you start reading it, it's the backstory. If you don't care about it, which you didn't, it's a page and then you're back right back to the action which uh, is her good and her dad trying to fend off and that's sir, what happens and, and uh you know what up sir and you know i had a to step uses a lightsaber
1: and i had
2: escape a... but then
1: go ahead no i just had to step away from it for a while after that page i'm just like what the fuck yeah? is this this is like they're telling they're not well they are showing you in a limited amount of panels there's this long sweeping thing that happens but it would have been better if it just played out like just give like put a uh, i don't know i'm not the writer so it's not upon me to, to, to 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 fit this into the narrative but i would think there would be more elegant ways of detailing this other than just dumping hundreds of words on a single page of 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 panels like it's it's cumbersome it's there's no there's no gravitas you can't tell me that's the word you use all the time you you can't tell me that you care any of, about any of this stuff that's going on am I right there's who cares I, I yeah I guess where I'm having trouble connecting with you is that we got it took a
2: page so whether I cared about it or not it was over like and I all it did was say hey if you care here's here's the answer to whether he was bad or good and we know that he's bad because then they have to fight him and try and kill him so like it's like okay I guess it just didn't. It was just a page, like in a in a six issue run, that I really enjoyed. So I don't. It just doesn't.
1: Right. It would like have it been better didn't. if they fired up the computer and the computer just said everything you've been led to believe is false. That would have been great. Let's move on, because you could have just picked up the narrative with the same stuff after it if you wanted. You know. But no, we get this whole Jedi th- ah, whatever. It's okay. It's, I it's me. I think you
2: were. I think you were. You were totally fucksing with this book. You were loving it. And then, like you're right at the crescendo, and your boss did something to piss you off, and you're like, "Oh fuck!" And then you read no, that page, and you're like, "This no. bitch, I'm out."
1: No, this this page was akin to, "All right, um, it's New Hope, the the X wings are going in the Death Star trench, and the movie stops, and you have to sit through a five minute text crawl." That's what this page is to me. <laughs> it just, it's it's a massive speed bump. It's even, it even looks different than all the pages. Because if you look, the page before it's all greenish, the page after it's all greenish. You could take this page out and and just put something in there. It's like, oh, well, it you know, it's, it's, you were wrong, Pops, or you were right, Pops, whatever. Vindicate Dad, move on with the damn story. That's it. We didn't need to have all this crap on one page. Maybe I'm an old fart, and I love Star Wars. I love the mythology. I love the backstory. This page did absolutely zero for me. It, 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 it's super
0: weird the way this page hits you, man. I, right, I, I know it's like a trauma. It's it's all it's, it's dumb. About over the years. It's dumb, right? It's like this one page is like fuck the Jedi. I am vexed right now, I'm how this page hit you, man. That's a vapor and shit.
1: This page is unnecessary and dumb. God. i just don't like it <laughs> Jesus Christ. it's 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 like a it's like a, a fifth wheel it's dumb it, it's, you don't it's need like it. the pearls
0: it's
1: just it's the pearls hitting it's the ground just the fucking pearls yeah <laughs> is it though <laughs> i mean i don't
0: know i don't know the, the pearls did now? not
1: the, the but, you know miller did not deliver the pearls with with 300 words it's, it's just stop it's dumb It's just dumb
3: uh, I
1: appreciate the fact that it's done in complementary colors with the reds and the greens. That's yeah, great. There you go. <laughs> but thank you for 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 ruining the enthusiasm I had for five and a half issues.
0: But I mean, you, you said it would have been different if, like, you know, if 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 it was presented or, or, or if the compu- I mean, Rur basically is is telling the story, so that it was presented. In in that sort, of, it's not like we're just reading it. Like there's a narrator or, or or someone off screen is 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 telling us this story. Rur is t- is, is is telling Afra and, and and Dad.
1: Okay, can I just read some of the, the 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 text boxes? Sure. Okay. My present research was to create a copy of my intellect, preserving my knowledge for all time. I did not realize what I was actually doing. I was not making a copy. I was moving my sentience and leaving an evil ghost inside my fleshy body. Blah 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 blah. stop. <laughs> <laughs> Who is You're you speaking oh. in tongues to
2: me right now? I just don't like don't understand why it affected you so much. But hey,
1: this page hurts. This page friggin hurts because I wanted that. I wanted a magical star wars bigger than life action ending and i got this freaking text and, crawl no, but it only. no but the and then the next page you pick you get your back right there it's you but get the, a giant yeah but you lost me at this point no mm-hmm. no it, giving afra a lightsaber was great but there's too much there, there's uh, it she, can't be too much if it was a page bro oh no, she pulled out this he this is the equivalent of just pulling no. out no 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 uh-uh I I I, 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 th- no, I think oh, I God. think this sixth issue is a flawed motherfucker. <laughs> in, ter- in in terms I l- but it, it when it picks up with the lightsaber and, and Captain Tolvin and they get to the making goo goo eyes a little bit at each other, it's like, oh yeah, that unrequited you know, lust. That's cool, right? And and the the, the shuttle I like everything that comes after. And I like the fact that Captain Tolvin isn't dead. That's great because it sets up future storylines, and you know, there's not a, there's not a, you know, hug it out moment between. They get to fucking later on in the series, from what I understand. Oh, really?
3: Yep.
2: See, (laughs) that's good.
1: But I'm glad that that dad kind of said, "I kind of fucked up. I'm sorry." And Dars like, and Afra's like, "Yeah, you know, whatever. It is what it is. Did the old Mike thing." Um, and it ends in the same sense, in the same way, <laughs> literally as it begins. Uh, she pays off the ship to a member of the syndicate that looks a lot like his precursor. Uh, yeah. I don't know if I could call him his, but it's precursor, Sutath. So, I mean, conceptually, the ending of the story is great. It's just that fucking page that did me in. See, so, so that, that offends you, but not it
0: that f- tracksuit when he's handing off the, the, the crystal. Tracksuit, uh... hilarious. Wait, why
1: would I care about a tracksuit? <laughs> <laughs> all the
0: outfits in all of Star Wars. I'm seeing my man comes out and like this fucking members only gray looking thing. I'm like,
1: this is, this is hot. That's entirely superficial. I wouldn't care about that at all. <laughs> no, but this fucking page is like stupid. It's like you're you're in the clinch and you're oh you're getting you're going at it and you go like, oh yeah and she answers the door. She leaves and answers the door and and at the door is Jehovah's Witness and they're telling you why you should embrace Jesus. That's what that page is. It's ridiculous. It's so st- I don't like it. I don't. It ruined the issue for me. I think that's pretty clear. Sorry. We'll move on. What? That was the sixth issue. Shit! No, yeah, I mean, it's over. Just I just thought the series. Alone. You got the, all over. It. Without the 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 mishap in the sixth issue, I think it's very much worth reading. You mm-hmm. take that take that page out and just rewrite it a little bit. The ending could have been perfect. Counterpoint: Leave the page in and still enjoy the story. Yeah, that's where I'm at. Yeah, flip past it. <laughs> Pretend that page doesn't even exist because it shouldn't. because <laughs> yeah, that, that
0: would be the
2: first time you ever just dis- disregarded some one small part of a book to enjoy the rest of it.
1: <laughs> Holy shit! You know, here. All right, here's the deal. <laughs> I you know me. I am all about surrendering to the to the 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 art, right? allegedly I, I no not allegedly this is the product of surrendering myself I trusted Gillen to hold my hand and take me through this beautiful story for five issues my hand. yeah for five issues he had me big old love letter to Indiana Jones and Star Wars and Rogue One and everything I love about this universe and then in one page he just it was all for naught. I mean, yeah, he kind of picked up the slack after it, and you know, made lemonade a little bit with the ending. The ending's good. I'm interested in in Tolven. I want to see what happens after this. I think Afra's a really good character, and this is a very compelling part of the Star Wars universe. But that page is completely unnecessary, and just <laughs> it's a hemorrhoid. Oh, shit. But I'm, I'm tired of talking about it. I don't want to talk about this page name. It's painful to me <laughs> just to relive it. <laughs> it really sounds like it. We couldn't Betterhelp.com We couldn't bludgeon his way to the crystals without destroying the station. But the fake roar not the real roar the fake roar still had his force powers. He dislodged the crystal, and I soon lost all consciousness. Well I lost consciousness with this page. Jesus Thank you. Christ.
2: My doodle devour four hundred pages of meta barons though, psycho
1: You betcha I will. <laughs> you know because
2: that's not pretentious
1: no that's you're you know come on you know what you're going to get when you when you read yodorowsky's metabarons you know you're going to get the pseudo-scientific uh spiritual cosmic meta you know psychobabble you know you're (laughs) going to get it okay i did not expect it from a character who is morally ambiguous prides herself on but it's not her it's a backstory about other characters from the story it's it the is but it's not, it's totally unnecessary totally <laughs> let's move on you are
2: fascinating i am let's move there on you are. you are truly
1: fascinating i would recommend this series just take this page rip it out oh and God. pick up after it it doesn't all right matter there, you all right up. i like I, I think it's it's wonderful good yes Scale of 1 to 10, I give this series an 8.5. Oh, there we go. Look at now, that. That's Hey, that's a good rating. That is a good rating. How could you not? I mean, wonderful characters, beautifully realized visuals under Kev Walker and company. It's a winner. It really is. It's just there's one shaky part.
2: One shaky cane.
1: Yes. <laughs> what
0: would you think, Dap? I dug it a lot. I um, I am going to uh, look for the follow-ups and uh, see. I know that uh, after these six, I, I know the hardcover includes the first eight and the Screaming Citadel, and and so I'm. I'd like to kind of just stick with this. Character with, with with this book without worrying about Vader down or any other sort of crossovers with the other Star Wars books at the time, um, unless whatever collections just contain everything I need, then then, then that's fine. But I would like to um, to read more of her further adventures. Me too. Concur.
1: J- Jason. Did you ever watch soap operas?
0: I mean,
2: when I was young, sure. I mean, yeah. Yeah.
1: What What's one of the most overused? chestnuts of the soap opera genre oof i mean evil twins yeah okay yeah that's that page oh my god you're hilarious dude nah i'm not real roar i'm fake (laughs) roar i'm evil roar come on I love a good doppelganger
2: story myself. So.
1: Yeah, well, Twin Peaks is littered with doppelgangers, so I See? love I love it as well. But um, clearly not. Do you yeah, know? I do. I really do. All <laughs> right. Know. You know? That gum you love is coming back into style. Hey, everybody. Um, yes, book of the month. <laughs> if if you would want if you want to participate, if you want to make your voice heard in regard to our book of the month, you heard. You go to patreon.com forward slash 11 o'clock comics uh sign up there are a number of different tiers and you can tell us when the time comes hey i want you to read dick tracy volume one or i heard a lot about this phantom guy i think you should read some of that good lord nah you could do it you can you have a voice or if you want us to read Spider-Man or Fantastic Four or Batman, whatever, we will throw it into the hat, and whatever bubbles to the surface of the hat, we'll, we'll read it. We're, we're, we're game for anything. Patreon.com forward slash 11 o'clock comics. So what else do we have? What else do we have?
2: Well, Dap and I read the same thing. It's the only other thing I read this week, really, that I
1: haven't... Do tell. Do tell. Is it that bump off thing?
0: No, no, no. He already he, he posted his comments on on the Slack, so but we're he, not going to talk about it.
1: But he didn't talk about it on the show. You're going to no, he didn't.
0: And based on what he wrote on the Slack, I don't think he wants to talk about it on the <gasps> show. Like he's wow. The yeah. yep. I mean, yeah. TLDR, I'm going to stick with the four mini series. I think Jason's done. It.
1: Wait.
0: That's, yeah, I think that's right.
1: What's TLDR?
0: Too long what? didn't read. Too long didn't read.
1: Where did that come from?
0: It's internet speak, bro.
2: Yeah, it's it's for because people have ADD now, so anything that's beyond like a 2-minute read, you can yeah. TLDR the art of the just kind of the point you were making in the first place.
1: All right. Uh this is a long story short. Um one of the projects in my class is to build a better Balrog. Meaning okay. Wow, I love that. Meaning yeah. I show them the footage from Bastard Backshees lord of the rings with that that shitty unthreatening balrog and then i show them the footage from jackson's lord of the rings Mm -hmm. with the awesome balrog and i challenge them to build a better balrog than bakshi which is easy right but to try and out balrog jackson okay no one has managed to do it yet tough tough, it's very tough it's very tough but one of my students said yeah those rings movies man they're just they're too long oh i was like what are you talking about he's like well i was watching them and they were in the grass and then i went to make a sandwich and i came back and they were still in the grass and i was like that's called character development (laughs) right that 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 that's called fleshing out. Wait, um, did you ask? I, I, my first question was like, "My dude, have you never heard of the pause button?" Or well, no, <laughs> he's he's in his early twenties. As, as most of my so, students,
2: uh, so there's no pause buttons in your twenties. No, no I'm right just there. saying
1: most of my students are in their early twenties, and they have mm-hmm. they have that scroll, 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 scroll. Like they're a product of the times. they they they, they want they demand their information come to them. Number one, but they demand mm-hmm. it instant and i am like nah you gotta and I, i did the whole spiel like you gotta surrender to the art you gotta just relinquish the the ego and just let go and experience this thing as the creator actually intended it and he's like nah i can't it's just there's too much talking not enough action i just don't like these movies i'm like what i said and what i thought were two different things of course yeah but i mean he's young and stupid um but anyway the, the point being that um, I don't remember what the point was at this point. But you know what I mean? So <laughs> I lost it. I, lo- I, lost, I fucking <laughs> lost the point. I'm Build sorry. a better Balrog. Build a better Balrog, and nobody can do it. Nobody can best James uh, uh, Jackson and, and WIDA workshop at that ballrog. It's perfect. It's absolutely perfect and and when you compare and contrast and i did that i showed them the back sheet and gandalf's like you shall not pass (laughs) they totally squandered that line and not only is the balrog a strong man in a fucking cardboard wings with a dog head on um in silhouette by the way but then you get jackson and gandalf's a superhuman He stabs that fucker all the way down as he falls. He's stabbing the shit out of him. I'm like, Gandalf is a superhero in this scene. And he's just like, I don't see it. I just wanted to tell him, dude, I'm going to have to fail you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man. Because you cannot recognize the obvious when you see it. But whatever.
2: Since we're speaking about college courses, just as an aside, my... uh... My boss's son is taking a course he sent me the syllabus on uh on uh, this semester on Jewish uh cara- Jewish uh um um stories in comics Ragman not part of the syllabus
1: What? Are you freaking kidding me? Ragman not, is it
0: Jewish characters or Jewish creators?
2: B- a, combi- both. a combination of both. Holy
3: shit.
1: All right. Moon Knight? Well, uh, yes, Moon Knight is on there. Okay, well, at least it's current. Okay, you have Moon Knight, but you don't have Ragman. Ragman, right, that, yeah, no, that's fucking weird. Ragman's literally made of the tatters. Yeah, uh, sure. Again, I'm not,
2: This wasn't. Listen, it's a one college course. I don't know that they were trying to have the complete holistic experience of Jewish creators and comics. I mean, no, obviously half of, you, half of ben, all comics were created by
0: Jewish people. So right. I right, yeah, at least you, you can have ben, the obvious ones though. Got Ben Grimm. Got King Pride. Yes. Pride. Yep. No. No? <laughs> so you said no? No, dude, this isn't about it.
2: To... Okay, hold on a second. Now you're killing me. <laughs> like, you guys are, this is not what it's about. Hold on a second. I'm, 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 it's like I'm, we all on um... that
0: one page tonight. Best
1: okay. episode
0: ever.
2: <laughs> this is, this class is called Jewish Comics and Graphic Narrative. The seminar will examine the medium of comics and graphic narrative within the context of Jewish culture of the last century. It will focus on the historical and aesthetic development of a comic as a cultural form in which Jewish writers and artists have figured prominently, along with the works by Eisner, Fink, Caton, Spiegelman, Siegel, Schuster, Sturm, and Modan to consider the early days of comics industry, the creation of the superhero and the Jewish immigrant experience. We will study how Jewish artists have utilized the narrative possibilities of comics as a hybrid medium to explore Jewish identity and the range of Jewish historical experiences with particular focus on the Holocaust, global diaspora, and Jewish American life. Now, uh, I think that the list is exemplary. It ends uh, A Contract with God by Will Eisner, we Are On Our Own uh, by Caton by Drana Quarterly, uh, Moon Knight, The Midnight Mission uh, by McKay, Cappuccio, Rosenberg, uh, Exit Wounds by Rutu Modem, which is an amazing book, uh, Mouse One and Two by Spiegelman, and The Golem's Mighty Swing by James Sturm. All fantastic books. Read them all. think they're fantastic. So I think it's pretty cool that he's taken a course. I'm, I love it, like you can go to college and get college oh, credit yeah. for studying comics. That's badass.
1: That is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to email him. It's like Ragman. <laughs>
2: I, mean, I don't know that I replace any of the things I just read that with Ragman. I don't. <laughs> I mean, Ragman isn't exactly a pivotal character in DC. But in Jewish culture, it is. <laughs>
3: no, what? I
2: don't think so because it didn't. It doesn't have much of an impact. All those all those books with the aside of Moon Knight are far more accomplished works than. Than any I, story Ragman's ever been in.
1: I beg to differ, but whatever. <laughs> than Mouse or. No. No. Robot? No. I, wounds? I, mean, I did, I did, I mean, I did not say mode. that. I said Moon Knight. If <laughs> you're going to compare Moon Knight and Ragman, see him mark. Moon Knight's a little, although you
2: Moon Knight for you through Ragman. That's the record. Yeah. Well,
1: no, he didn't. I said, I said yes, Ragman. Did. No, he didn't. Rewind. I said. Oh, you're
2: right. You said Ragman first. Yes. Ragman. Okay. okay. I gotta admit I was a little surprised by the Moon Knight because I'm like, and, and also that it's like the very recent Moon Knight. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, hey, you know,
1: you know. All right, you both read the same thing. Yes. What is it? Green Arrow
2: number one, written by Joshua Williamson with art by Sean Izakse. I, Vince is, is 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 he's already gripped. He's he's as excited by this as the as the history <laughs> that of the one
0: Page
1: yeah. uh,
2: of the uh, uh, of the Jedi. Um, yeah, well, I I always try the once every few year Green Arrow reboot, and sometimes <laughs> it's awesome. Sometimes I don't stick with it, but I do like the character, so I always give it a try. Um, I knew we were probably in for at least something. I was going to glom on to based on the cover cause it says it's time for a family reunion, even if it kills them. And you've got, uh, you've got Oliver, you've got Canary, you've got, you know, red arrow slash arsenal and you've got Connor Hawk on the cover. So, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm a fan. So, uh, I figured it would be like, this was going to be a comic that at worst, I was just going to like file into the three out of five star superhero book. Right. I was gonna be like, okay, yeah, glad I read it like fun. Like it, that would be the worst case outcome. Um, I have to say, this is neat. It's, it's, it's Dab. I don't know if you got this vibe, but I was like immediately based on the opening pages, got the vibe of like when Remender took Steve Rogers and threw him into
0: Oh Dimensions. Z.
2: Dimension Z, yeah. Like I was like, Oh, okay. It's like fish out of water, you know? Um, now I will say, that I don't think in a world of mainstream comics where you're rebooting a character every two or three years as a new number one, I did not need half the book to be recounting his history. I didn't need that because I I, like, I understand every comics, potentially the first comic someone's going to read, like I get that bullshit. Like, like, like 98% of people reading this comic today or tomorrow, um, know who Oliver Queen is so like i
0: i am i glad like that
2: it was just the
0: the the one double page spread, but it was a whole double page spread it was, but i mean but but we've got we got the old i guess it's my turn kind of to take happens. issue with one page now I guess so well, in this case it's two <laughs> but uh it's it's well, <laughs> you've got you've got the old archer outfit you've got um the the island. Outfit. You've got the Justice League appearance. You've got his death. My 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 thing with this issue, I I've there's the, the, one small quibble I have, but I I didn't read Dark Christ Centipede. I have no idea what the hell what event was going yeah, on. Yeah, immediately I that, did not either run yeah. off into this. I just wanted to try first issue, see Same, it, yeah. you know, see if it works, and 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 for the most part. For me, it does. It's weird that it's a Green Arrow book, but Ollie's kind of, sort of, hardly in it. Because I mean, after those first yeah. couple pages, it's the family. And listen, I well, to be
2: fair, it's called the book's called
0: Green Arrow. We just assume, yeah. understandably, it it's Oliver, an Ollie book. But, yeah. yeah, but but yeah. but there is another Green Arrow in this universe, and that's fine. And and um, and and that's so so. When when Ollie's introducing the family events, you see Roy Harper. A.K.A. Speedy, A.K.A. Arsenal, A.K.A. Red Arrow, Connor Hawk, A.K.A. Green Arrow, also known as my son. <laughs> so you, you've got you've got their names. You've got Roy and Connor. You turn the page. It's Black Canary, A.K.A. Dino Lance. Why? Why? Why does she get her alter ego, and these two Jamokes get 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 their government names on the page? Like why not? You why? know what? I didn't wow, notice that. That bothers that, that you. Now it bothers me. Why? So,
2: yeah, I didn't notice it reading it, but now that you pointed out, I'm like, oh, that's, I, I think that's just a mistake. Like, yeah, meaning like he didn't think
1: it through. I'm super right, partial. right, right. That's fucked
2: up. Also, uh, and and again, I'm sure people listening to this that are much more uh, in tune with all the current DC goings.
0: Wh- what
1: happened to uh, Artemis?
2: Is she gone? Where
1: Where's Mia? She... Right, right. Yeah,
0: or, or, or Mia. Or, yeah. Oh, sweetie, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. I guess they had to get rid of her because we actually get, which I was as, as 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 an old Titans fan, I was happy to see some. Some character development in Roy Harper's world beyond him fucking beating up a goddamn cat for drugs,
1: Mickey <laughs> 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 <Nikki> Six style. <laughs> <laughs> I died with the needle in my arm, dude.
0: But we have we have Roy. We we we, we have Leanne back. We we, we we have Roy's Roy's daughter that he had with 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 Cheshire. With, 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 yeah with, with, with Cheshire and 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 so. So she's here and Roy recognizes her and it was, it was, it was a really, it was, it was seeing that was, was pretty touching. But then of course, then you get the, the, oh crap moments and, and leading towards the end of the issue and, and where things may, may go from here. I, as far as the first issue goes, it, I I think Williamson did a really good job of getting me interested in seeing how this, how this group, how, how this dynamic works together and and unfortunately though the, 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 they're kind of split by the time the end of the issue happens but yeah um i i, I the art's great sean's art is, is mm-hmm. solid, yeah, that. good superhero fair. i really really like yep. it um and and if this if if this brings roy harper back around to, to to a character that i you know like like not the the character from the new 52 when you know he was banging starfire i just i i, I I I missed this kind of character that I remember from the Titans when he was Ollie's ward, things like that. This, um, this was, I, I will be back for the second issue for sure. I, Mm I gotta see where it's going. Connor, Connor's got a little bit of time to shine and, and it's just, it, it was, they really kind of focused on the family as brief as it was. And, and for that, um, I, 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 I I gotta give him props. I, yeah, as far as the first issue goes, Really good setup. Uh, here's the characters. Here's everybody. Um, this is what they do, and you know we'll, we'll we'll see where it goes from here. But I was I, I I was I was very happily, pleasantly surprised with this issue. I
2: generally I agree, agree with your sentiment. sentiment stuff, but yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I generally agree. Like I'm going to be back, especially because I think the conceit, you know, of them of, of being on in the other place and all that. Like that's that could be interesting. Um, the you know, the, there's man hunters, in it. Uh, yeah. which is cool. Um, but I will say that and this is a me thing, this is this is just a a quirk that I can't get over in superhero comics and it is what it is, kinda of speaks to the, the allusion to uh soap opera's earlier events. Um I just I understand that like it's comics, so some characters age, some don't. <laughs> but I really struggle with the idea of Leanne being a grown ass woman. I mean, I know she maybe maybe in this book she's fifteen to somewhere between fifteen and eighteen years old, but she's she's fully developed. She's a super she's a she's a you know, a superheroine slash soup, you know, fully capable adult level character, and she's Roy's daughter, and then I mean, I know Roy's not Oliver's son, but like, you know, he was his protege from when he was a little kid, so like I I mean, is Oliver fucking 60? Like, I I don't... He should be. I know, but that's not how comics are, and he's not portrayed that way. And, like, Black Canary's still drawn in this, like, she's, you know, 28. So it's like, I... I, Again, it's a me thing. I know that's just part of superhero comics, but, like, I can't get with the idea of one of the main characters being essentially his granddaughter, like, by age. That doesn't make sense to me, because Oliver is at most 40 years old in this book in the way that he's built and physically able. So it's like... I mean, he can't be that much older than, you know, he, he by definition, he's not much older than Bruce and Bruce isn't fucking 60. So like, I don't
0: No, but Bruce also had, I mean, Robin, Dick Grayson grew up, became nine. None of them DC. have
2: kids though. None of them have kids though. If this would be, if Dick had an 18 year old son that was now a hero. No, I, no
0: I, I, I get what you're saying, but, but each of the, like every Robin is slightly younger than the previous one, but Bruce is still the same age. And no, and, I understand it, but,
2: and and that's that but that but at least that is like you could do like, oh well this is just like continuity shift. But in this you literally have all three generations existing. Like like you have yeah, it's right in your Roy face. as a grown ass man oh, okay. who now has all a grown ass right. kid. And like that doesn't make sense to me. I don't like that bothers me. And again, it's anything. I know for most people like you're out of your mind. Like I. but I just like that doesn't like you're you're breaking the we have these wide elastic boundaries of things we accept in superhero storytelling. And like, that's one that just, it snapped for me. I'm like, nah, I can't, i like, it. so I'm going to, I mean, I'm going to check out the second issue, but like, I don't like that. She's supposed to be like, well, not that she is Roy's kid. Like that's, that would be like if Damian Wayne was, was, was Tim's kid or, 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 um, you know, like, or, or Dick's kid, like that would be, and that would be fucking weird. I mean, that'd be like if, uh, you know, Connor Kent was fucking John's son. Like that just doesn't make sense. I don't like, I don't at some point you got to hit the reset button or you got to get these old characters out of the way or, or make them old, make, make Oliver 60 and make him like over the hill. And he's like trying to just run, you know, help, help run this, his Bruce
0: Wayne from Batman beyond.
2: Right. Yeah. Then I'm cool with it. Like, that's cool. You want to do that? Like, yeah. So, and again, I know it's just a me thing. I'm just like, ah, you're killing me. Like I, and I also didn't like that. Like she shows up as this character, Cat out of nowhere and they're fighting and like they're all fighting the the bad guys and then like he's just like she's like wants nothing to do with him and then he's like but i know you're my daughter and then like out of like she goes from not wanting to acknowledge she even knows who he is to then like take jumping in his arms like daddy it's like wait wait what like if you were begging to be reunited with your daddy why did not you just fucking take your mask and be like dad it's me like i don't like, like 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 he had to unlock the code he had to say the right 50 words to you to make you go from, I don't want to acknowledge this to this guy that I'm still alive and here to be like, I've missed you. So like, I listen, I think Williamson, I'm probably going to ruffle some feathers here. I think Williamson is a good, not great writer. I think he is prone to uh, wild inconsistencies. I think sometimes he's on point. Other times he has some loose ends. That's my opinion on Josh Williamson, but you know, but uh, but all that said, I am going to give the second issue a try and see if it can it can it can it can it stop from itself. its potentially careening yeah. off the curve. <laughs> okay. Say and in no no small part because I really do like Azak's art. I I, yeah. I think it looks great. Say Dick again.
0: Almost almost a little like Paul Pelletier kind of feel to it. I I dig it a lot. But mm-hmm. I, I like the style. Yeah.
1: Do you don't want to say Dick again? Dick again. Dick. Dick. The well um okay that sounds fun um <laughs> i'm sure you're gonna pick it up as soon as we hang up oh hell no 100%. um dap and i can tag team a little bit oh we're yeah we see two things on dap's list so i don't know what you're talking about we well if you look at his list for last week he oh we're digging in the archives are we he also read the last barbarians issue three
2: oh yeah god god bless you all go carry on
1: yes <laughs> he called it <laughs> words by brian haberlin yay with hannah wall art by brian haberlin yay colors by gerard van dyke with um well art by chat gpt <laughs> see that's that's mean that's hard that is that's just mean
2: uh, Computer, draw me a comic book <laughs> featuring barbarians. Please wait while I render.
1: I don't want to talk about this Dapp <laughs> Dap and I loved it. People of less discerning palates did not. So, whatever. Let's just move on. Well, okay everybody. Hey, <laughs> thank you for being here with us once again. We hope you will return next week.
2: Wait a minute. Stop. No. Wait, you two both read it. You can't not talk about it. I tease. I tease. I, I think the art looks stiff, but I've, I've already told you that.
1: Last Barbarians, number three. Um, the plot thickens. We get more joy out of Wax and Wayne who may not be <laughs> Right, who may not be the villains we thought they were. They may, they may, were they complimented. May, right, they they got our 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 companions out of a jam. Uh, the the one armed burning man is connected to the goings on, and if you have been reading this series, you know that Sylv uh, experienced the uh, destruction of her village uh, at the hands of the one armed burning man when she was a child uh there wasn't a whole lot of development in this issue other than really cool goings on um malcolm which is the young man uh, named by shadow displays a little bit of his powers um and it all comes careening to a uh a cliffhanger where our companions are beset by something called Plaguers, which look to be like zombie-ish warriors. I do have one small nit to pick. I think um there are some panels in this issue that are completely wasted. And the, the penultimate panel in which... um a character just screams And <laughs> We we see his face uh, almost full panel. And then, you, you know, you turn the page and you get the reveal. Uh, I don't know. I just have a hard time with that page. It just, it's very cumbersome. The whole page is cumbersome. Where the ground cracks open and we see Talon hands come out of the ground. And then plaguers. Like that, that's a... I get it. We're just treading water until we get to that last page other than that i think it's a it's a fun issue it's it's in keeping with what has come before i really like this book it's bathroom humor jason yeah there's some bathroom humor uh the the femme fatales get um very easily uh dispatched at the beginning yeah I think yeah, that, that we haven't built up at the second issue. Yeah. yeah, we definitely haven't seen the end of these two ladies. Uh, but I love Haverland's facility with facial expressions. Yeah, uh, I just I and it, it all goes <laughs> back to Wax and Wayne. I think they're two great characters. They got thick fingers though, really thick fingers. They really do. Yeah, I like I like yeah. this book a lot. Um, you know your your tastes may. May vary. I, I I love Haberlin's work for a long time. Yeah, you've uh, always been a big Haberlin fan. Yeah, Sonata Spawn, all that stuff. But th- this is just in my wheelhouse. If you're going to do a fantasy series, uh, I'm a sucker for for just hardcore fantasy companions venturing out into the world. You know, that's that's my thing. That's the, the old D and D a- aesthetic, or the, whatever. Dap and I love it. So if you believe Dap and I, try this issue. Or this series, because it's good. Don't listen to Jason. Peace be with you. Yeah. Oh my god. All right. Hey! hey, hey. Thank you for being here. We loved this book of the month. We hope you come back for our next episode. Um, In the meantime, go to your comic shop, buy some comics, Love your family. Pets your pets. And wait a minute. We got to do an In Your Travels, don't we? Yes. Mm-hmm. And In Your Travels, this just in. This is a monster tome. Um, it is over. Wow. Well, let's see. It's over 550 pages long. And um, while it's not comics per se... I feel vindicated in uh, the fact that I'm speaking on it because it does contain work by Skip Williamson and Robert Crum and Gilbert Shelton and some other um, underground comics luminaries because uh, this is a book that focuses uh, completely on the art surrounding the drug culture of the mid-60s to early 70s. The book is called Heads Together, Weed and the Underground Press Syndicate from 1965 to 1973. It is published by Edition Patrick Frey. And like I said, it is a massive, massive tome that just has... Uh, there's there's some framing text, but for the most part, it is facsimile um, pages of flyers and zines, and you know wheat posters, and uh, but it's all focused on the drug culture, and uh, I I'm just pouring through it like I've only a third of the way through it, but it it is it is amazing the underground press syndicate was a coalition of publishers that um while their um, the things that they stood for were sometimes varied uh one of the unifying things was uh pot weed, and they all uh saw it as a means of protest and I believe that to be true too so um the very act of imbibing in an illicit, illicit substance is in fact um oh kim Deach is in here i forgot uh jay lynch again skip williamson uh the very act of imbibing in an illicit substance is in fact a, a means of protest whether you know you you know your opinion may vary but i see it as that so if you were growing up in the early 60s mid-60s to the early 70s, this stuff was rampant. It all, was all over the place. Head shops, um, anywhere where they sold underground comics, you would find all of these things. And I had a, a uh, bird's eye vantage point to this stuff. Like this, I, I don't know, uh, Scranton, Pennsylvania, had a huge drug culture in, the, in, the, in this time period. And I witnessed it. We had a a bookstore that was called Mostly Books in Scranton. And uh, the Mostly was, I think, a fitting moniker. Because while it was Mostly Books, they did have underground comics. And there was a lot of substances uh, traded, sold, whatever you want to say um, from this, that, that institution. And I remember it fondly, but, um, if you grew up when I grew up anywhere from like, you know, mid early seventies up, this stuff is really gonna, gonna strike a chord with you. It's a great book. It's not cheap. It was, I think like 55 bucks for this thing. But, um, the cool thing about it is that while it's not, uh, printed on different paper stocks, all of the reproductions are full bleed so it will uh to the non-discerning eye it will look like it's printed on various uh paper stocks but it's not so uh you you as you page through this you know you'll get a weathered page here a yellow page like a blue page like it looks it it looks like there are exi- pages that were pulled from all of these various zines and publications, but it's just, it's not, but it looks like it. It's a wonderful thing. Cheech Wizards in here, Von Bodie. So get it. It's called uh, Heads Together, Weed and the Underground Press Syndicate, 1965 to 1973. Um, it's, it's an art book with some text, some uh, framing text that will uh, flesh out all of the goings on. Remember, it's like 500 pages. So when I say some text, it may be 50, 60 pages of text, which is not a small amount of text, but in in relation to the amount of art pages, it is, right? Just get it. It's a wonderful book. Alrighty then. Yeah, I I can't put it down.
2: Speaking of wonderful books, did you do what I expected you to do and back and back the. Uh... The uh, Magnetic Best uh, hardcover uh, horror
1: books? No, like Frank, I'm just going to wait till they show up in the previews. Ah,
2: uh, okay.
1: They inevitably will. Oh, for yeah, sure. i yeah, sure
2: yeah. they'll still be in previews next month probably. Yeah, I don't,
1: I, I don't need a slipcase. Whatever. I will. I didn't like, do the
2: slipcase, but I did the two hardcovers for 69 bucks.
1: No, I will own those books. Yeah. But um, I, I commend you for for buying them without a discount but we all know if you order them through previews wherever you get your books you're going to get them for a lot less than 69 dollars for the two of them but you know thank you for doing it
2: i'll be interested i mean i don't think they're going to i mean i'm going to imagine they're going to be at least 40 bucks a piece so you probably be again for 60 bucks
0: uh yeah 30 bucks for black water lilies and i know that that was a kickstarter before it went to previews yeah uh, I, I mean they might do they might do an exclusive cover i know they do the swag like the paris the 2119 i got the coin and whatnot i mean but i mean there are some some magnetic press books i want to ensure that you know i get and if there's a premium that's first come first serve great but there are other magnetic books where i'm just like i i, I can wait whether it's uh lupin or whether it's the sherlock holmes stuff it's you know I'll, i i don't need to order it through kickstarter to make sure i get it i can get it
1: at any time but right. yeah, but, but i mean depending on what it is i will do a kickstarter like right uh, I, I have a soft spot for goodman games so whenever right. whatever goodman games offers a kickstarter i don't care what it is i'm in mm-hmm. but for comics like Especially from magnetic, they're gonna be published. Yeah, yeah like I, would, I mean, I, I you, wouldn't I stress mean,
0: the magnetic stuff, but like the the birdcage stuff that I would. Small, I would oh, sweat. small press, yeah, yeah right. definitely,
1: yeah. definitely. Yeah. Um, the, the smaller the press, the more likely I will uh, buy into it. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah, I get that. Yeah. Um, in your travels, I um because it's tuesday um and and the only thing that came out today that i read was able to read was was green arrow so i wasn't able to do much beyond the book of the month for the weekend um but i say what
1: a lot of heavy lifting
0: oh there's um actually the second issue um that just came out of this image book so i'm finally reading the first issue of no one so i i want to see what that's about but um I uh I would just say then uh for anybody who was waiting for the series the season to finish uh to um to to sign up for Paramount Plus I would absolutely recommend uh checking out the final season of Star Trek Picard because I I I I rewatched the last episode twice over the weekend and I just it's it was It was a really great week for for sci-fi for franchises that you grew up with we had the mandalorian on wednesday we had picard on thursday and i just it was one of the most bittersweet weeks of of my tv watching life i mean the things that happened in in mandalorian i'm not gonna get into because that was that, that last episode was was fantastic and and kind of the two shows Uh, The big bads kind of maybe met their fate in in similar ways, but um, anything that you may have enjoyed or appreciated with Star Trek The Next Generation, uh, seeing those characters um, grow over the years and what they've been up to in the past few decades um, and, and how their... Story was told in in this final season was just it it was it was done so well. uh Termitalis, who was the showrunner for for the final season, um treated the characters the 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 franchise with with the utmost respect. I could not be happier to see a um, a series or a, a group of characters if this is their final outing as they are. Um, I couldn't be happier. So, in your travels, I uh, urge you to check out Star Trip Card. I nice. don't.
1: I don't think Moff Gideon's dead,
2: bro. I haven't seen any of the end of fucking. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. <laughs> You're killing me. I don't think he's dead. We even seen the god. end of the second season. It's killing me.
3: <sighs> killing me. All
2: right. Oh my god. Huh. In your travels, um, I DC book. Week and it was fucking great. Stoppable Doom Patrol number two of six talked about the first issue, and I thought the first issue was good um, because, you know, but kind of a straightforward initial issue. I did think that Burnham's art looked great though and was perfect for the quirkiness of the Doom Patrol, but this issue really feels like Culver has given us what makes Doom Patrol so cool, which is this really out there weird shit, you know, and I, I and it, it, in fact, now that. I've read the second issue. I'm bummed that this is only a six issue miniseries, and I'm 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 half hoping that, uh, you know, that it's successful enough that they decide to keep it going, or at least that's a potential uh, outcome. But, um, it it picks up right where the the first issue left off, where they were fighting some, uh, some some robotic sort of almost like Sentinels, like a DC version of Sentinels that were powered by uh by Waller and uh, Peacemaker and it's this John Cena, you know, peacemaker, which I'm, I'm here for. Um, and in, in the aftermath of that, they, they come across a new metahuman who they call worm. It's kind of like a take on maggot, you know, from, from the X-Men it's, it's a teenage boy whose uh, stomach cavity is, uh, is, is the home for a, uh, a, a weird looking alien sentient blue worm. Um, but anyway, they, they bring him back to, uh, to their base and, uh, and what I wasn't expecting, and which was neat, is when they get back to the base, it's clear that the Doom Patrol isn't just the members that we saw in action in issue one, but it's a much bigger team now. And when um, Beast Girl is is giving Worm a tour of the facilities, you see Flex Mentallo training a bunch of other metas, and he is their, uh, he is their physical therapist, uh, which I thought was just great to see Flex Mentallo. Um, and then we we see that dr Calder is still around even though uh, you know uh, crazy Jane is is the new is the new leader of the team but Calder's still there in an advisory capacity although clearly not something that uh, that uh, that Jane is very happy about um, and you know Calder being Calder is pretty clearly machinating to try and gain more control again but uh, but he is uh, at least at present kind of like on the sidelines. Um, and then we get, um, we, we get a freaking, um, a, an introduction to like, uh, the team psychologist who is Dr. Cinco and Burnham does a full page spread of Dr. Cinco using her powers. And it is incredible. I mean, it is definitely like pure, like absolutely like existential, weird, body transmogrification with all kinds of, like, uh, trippy cosmic background. It's just super awesome, and, and it's just it's great to see Burnham flexing his muscles, particularly in a mainstream DC book. Um, yeah, and then we go from there. There's a bit of a, a vibe where um, Peacemaker has planted a spy into the team, uh, and shit goes down where you think the spy is Found and killed, but in fact, maybe that wasn't the real spy. So definitely setting up some cool stuff. Um, I mean, I think the arc at a minimum is going to be a blast. Like I said, I just my only my only reticence is that I'm I'm now wishing that we are going to get more than six issues, but I'll take the sixth, if That's all we get because this second issue really reeled me in big time. So uh, yeah. So check out the uh, if if you've ever been a Doom Patrol fan, I think you'll you'll at least two issues in. I'm enjoying. Um, I think this is a, this is a perfectly. Fine, uh, you know, addition to the awesomeness that has been Doom Patrol. No Batman. No Batman. Not no 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 characters. Um, you know, no no characters outside of uh, you know. Like I said, Flex Mentalo, nice. Flex Mentalo and uh, and uh, and P- and Cena Peacemaker.
1: I'll read it then. All right. Yeah, gotta check it out. Alright, everybody. Hey, thank you for being here with us this time around. We hope you come back next time. In the meantime, go to your comic shop, buy some comics, kiss your loved ones, pet your pet, and say good night. David. Good night. You know what that was? You don't know what that
2: was. I'm um, I'm assuming it was a it was a Darth Vader figure.
1: No, it's the warden from Minecraft.
2: Oh, gotcha. Yeah, you're back on that tip, huh?
1: Well, Mia wanted to play, but I do love the figures.
2: Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're not. I mean, you're not wrong about that. I mean, it's not a game I've ever played, but like my kids <laughs> worship at the offer altar of it. They love it.
1: I hazard to call it a game. Yeah, no. I mean, we're, we're, well, yeah, yeah. A,
2: a creative environment.
1: Yes, but I get chided because I don't. They don't like to play creative. They like to play where they you can actually interact with things. And I'm like, uh, I just want to build. I want to build stuff. Did you yeah, say, you did can you really go down, down some interesting rabbit
2: holes with some of the worlds that people have built. Like it's pretty incredible. Hell yeah,
1: hell yeah. But the the house that well, I don't want to call it a house. We have a, a cave that we're living in. In the bottom of the cave resides the warden.
2: Right. Yeah. So you. Mentioned so how cool slacks.
1: of it is to have a house with the warden living in it with you? Yeah. But anyway. Love you guys. We're out of here. Come back next week. Tell them how much you love them.
2: Yeah, I definitely care for many of you. Bye. Later. That's it
3: for that one.